everybody welcome back welcome back to i want to know hello pastor glenda hello well i hope you all enjoyed our last podcast but this week we're actually answering a question that's coming from one of you so i'm excited about that aren't you yes okay well pastor glenda i know you you're anxious to pray for us so go ahead well, Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity, for this to go out before the people for that need help. They need help, Father, and they're asking for help. And, Father God, we just ask you, you, give them the help they need, Lord. And so we yield ourselves unto you, Lord, for that purpose here and now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. But the question that we were asked was, what do Christians make of those who adopt the faith uh, live it out in earnest and remain untransformed and then leave the faith. So that's a long question, and I think it's one that we really need to take one piece at a time. Yes. Okay, so um, I'll start. The first part of that question I think that I have an issue with is what do Christians think? I would be personally less concerned about what Christians think and more concerned about what God thinks. I mean, everybody's always going to have an opinion. Yeah. Uh, But at the end of the day, it only matters what the Lord thinks. That's right. And we know what the Lord thinks because we see it in his word. And a little bit later on, we'll go through some of that. Um, The second part of the question is people who adopt the faith and then live it out in earnest. This whole thing seems to be contradictory to itself. Because if you adopt the faith, by that I mean be born again, to the point where the Holy Spirit has come inside of you, you have an indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Uh, and you are living that life. It doesn't really make a lot of sense that you would be unchanged, which is the next part of the statement. But what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, because uh, the truth is, the Lord's always working with you. The Holy Spirit is always teaching us. And that's faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word, the Bible says. So you're automatically taken in the Word. You're going to start changing because the Word will change you mm-hmm. if you let it. Yeah, and the next part of that statement is someone who has adopted that lifestyle and yet they remain uh, untransformed. There's not any change. So then the question is, we have to define the lifestyle right here because... Are we talking about someone who goes up to the altar, uh, you know, does the prayer for salvation, and they show up every Sunday for church, but they live like the devil the rest of the week? Mm -hmm. 
because that's not the lifestyle. Right. The lifestyle is you're constantly pursuing that loving relationship with God. You're asking him to change you, to come into your heart, to change your heart um, so that he can, you, you can grow. It's like I said, I think in the very first podcast, it's like peeling an onion. I mean, I don't know about you, but when I was first really, I would call really saved, uh, I mean, God started working on me quick, fast, and in a hurry. Mm-hmm. And it was just a constant. It just it just went over all the time. As soon as I would kind of leap one word hurdle, he would have me on to the next. Right. And I think, you know, that may slow down a little bit as you mature in your faith. You should be maturing. You should be starting out on the milk of the word, yes, but you eventually get to the meat of the word. But my question is, what was it about your life before you turned away from the Lord that made you a believer in the first place? Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a there had to be something going on that you felt you were a believer, that you truly got saved. Well, do you disagree that there are some people in this world that they go to church? Sometimes people are pressured into getting saved. Yes. Or they, you know, they feel like that's a thing to do. Mm-hmm. I also put a little bit of blame on the church because a lot of churches that I've seen, uh, not not all, but many, don't focus a whole lot beyond salvation. They don't really work on feeding their flock to mature them so that they can grow into stronger Christians. Because the moment that you become a child of God. The enemy is going to come against That's you. That's what I was just thinking. People don't realize there's an enemy to start with. And he wants to lead you astray by all means. He's only looking for an open door. Exactly. And if you're, un- you know, you're uninformed, you're not mature, you're still on the milk of the word. Yes. Either through your own doing or through the, a lack of teaching. I mean, really, in this day and age, is there such a thing as a lack of teaching? You may not be getting it at your church, but there are great teachers of the word online, on the television, all day long. You can watch Christian teaching. Uh, So if you desire it, if you hunger for it, it's there for you. But unfortunately, a lot of people are just kind of, they kind of dip their toe in the shallow end of Christianity. And then when the enemy comes along, you know, like a, like a little shark in the pool. <laughs> Dangling the little things of this world before you. He's waiting for you to just take that bait. And a lot of, a lot of people do. Exactly. So then the next part of the question is, and then they leave the faith. Mm. So basically you, you, you've you gotten come, saved. You've gotten saved. You're you going lived, down the wrong path You live now. the life. Yeah. But you were never changed, mm-hmm. which, like I said, I think right there is a is an issue. Right. Because if you were never changed, were you really saved? To Something's wrong. Something is not right there. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, you're now in a situation where you have left the church. And you're headed down the wrong path, away from God. Right. And chances are you're going to find yourself pretty miserable before long. That's the truth, <laughs> because you've you've essentially now given the enemy exactly what he wants. Yes, and you don't have the armor of God 
to protect you. No covering. You've got no covering. You've got no blood of Jesus to cover your circumstances. And uh, if you think that the enemy's just going to leave you alone at that point, I mean, that's <laughs> now they've got you where they want you. Yeah. So I think the real question is here, is there, I want to take it kind of a step forward than what the original person asked, is there forgiveness? Yes, there's always forgiveness. God is always willing to forgive us and show us mercy. I think I want to kind of explore and get your opinion on two kinds of situations. Now, obviously, the Bible says we all fall short. We have, Thankfully, we have a, an, a high priest who understands what we go through. Um, I think there's a difference between falling away and just kind of indulging in the sins of the world. Then your heart starts to get troubled and you find your way back. That's a, that's a different situation. Mm -hmm. But then there are other things which are called apostasies, and which are a little more of a gray area. Uh, and I just want to read the definition of an apostasy because I think people need some clarification on the two. A lot of people think that because I fell away, God doesn't want me back. Right. There's a, there's a very big difference. So they don't come back. Wandering yes. off. Yes. And just giving in to the, to the flesh. Yes. Versus apostasy. So the definition of apostasy is an initial acceptance of the Holy Spirit, walking with Christ, ask, asking for Christ to come into your life and bring, uh, bring you life and you're confessing with your mouth that Christ is Lord. He's the Son of God and he sacrificed his flesh for your salvation and knowing the true joy of a relationship. Amen. There it is. With our Father in heaven, would then turn away and denounce, reject, or align yourself against Him. Mm -hmm. Where you suddenly, not you're not only have drifted, but you're now an enemy of the Lord, essentially, declaring yourself. Or what are your thoughts on that? Uh, just what you said, you know, that uh, you have... You've turned from him. In a major way. And you've now decided you're going to drink from the cup of demons again. Exactly. So let's say you and suddenly... You're totally out of his will now, and that's not a good place to be. I mean, there are people that engage at that point in Wicca. Yes. Uh, Satanism, Satan worship. Hmm. Um, people who are get involved in other, uh, like Asatru and... Buddha and you know whatever the case may be but you know if you think about it in judges over and over again the Israelites engaged in idol worship yes and following other gods and over and over again God tried to bring them back you know so there is some forgiveness there but I think it's a it's a tough road well the world and what it has to offer is nothing into comparison to a life with God. There's no comparison, Misty, because it's not just for the here and now we're talking about. It's for your eternal life. You were given eternal life to the minute you were born again. Mm -hmm. You have eternal life ahead of you. It's not just for the here and now. Well, we have to also remember the story of the prodigal son. 
I mean, there is so much joy in heaven when a lost lamb, a lost sheep, returns to the fold. Um, And I think there is even forgiveness for apostasy. Well, he says he'll stop everything, just uh, leave the 99 to go save the one. Yeah, I think that there is forgiveness for apostasy, but it depends on your heart. God's got to know your heart in this circumstance. Yes. But I think most of the people that are listening right now are going to be in the first category, because I was. I can't tell you how many times I'd go to God, try to get straight with God, be fine for a while, drift. A few years later, go back, repeat, 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 until a few years ago. But, and then I've, you know, but I can honestly say in all of those circumstances, did I really have a full understanding and a, and a relationship? And did I know the joy of the Lord? Um, you did not. I did not. There's a whole different thing. Yes. It would grieve me so badly to hurt God in that way now. Back then, obviously, you know, I didn't didn't have that full uh, revelation. Well, again, there was just too many things in the world that were drawing you. Exactly. Pulling you. Well, that's the whole intent and purpose of, yeah. of Satan, is to use this world to draw us away from the Lord. So, Because he's the God of the world. Well, absolutely. So if we're thinking about, if we're falling away for whatever reason, what's a, what should we do? I mean, where do we start from that? I mean, obviously, to me, the first thing you have to do is you need to get on your knees before God. And repent. And repent. Yes, you do. You have to remember that God loves us. And we, so many of us need to have a deep uh, revelation of, of the love of God for his children. It grieves God when we make bad decisions. Yes, it does. And it fills his heart with joy. When we come back to him, you know, it's like a child running back to their to their parent. Well, he's good, the Bible says. His mercy endures forever. He is always willing to forgive and show you mercy if you just come to him. But and our time is growing short. Yes, it is, Misty. And that's something that people need to, to really wake up and realize. Well, I think even the worldly people know this, Misty, that, that something is bad wrong. You can feel it. Yes, you can. And and if you're a Christian, you should be feeling it in the spirit. But even, you know, you can feel it in the earth. Yes, you can. You know, the Bible says that the earth will travail like a woman in labor, you know, before the second coming of, of Jesus. And, I, and we can feel that. I mean, just look at the, what's going on in the world right now with the wars and everything else that's on, on the brink of wars. So... I would encourage anybody who is in this situation to just stop. Stop thinking that God doesn't love love you. you. Stop thinking that there is no forgiveness for you. Yes, there is. God loves you. And it will bring his heart so much joy to welcome you back into the fold as his child. Yes, he is. So just just get before God. And pray. Tell him you're sorry. Tell him you're sorry and ask for forgiveness and his mercy. Bam! You got it. And it doesn't have to be pop and circumstance. Right. Too many people think that prayer has to be this big ordeal. 
Just talk. And I'm going to tell you, there is power in prayer. Oh, absolutely. Woo. And when you do ask for forgiveness and mercy, then let the Holy Spirit change your wrong thinking, the wrong thinking you've had in your mind that was not right, and ask the Holy Spirit to put the right thinking in again. I said this a couple times already before in the podcast. It's important. Ask the Holy Spirit to change your wrong thinking and give you the right thinking you need so that you do repent, because you're not going to repent as long as you still have wrong thinking. You will not repent. You will still keep going on that path and and be led by the enemy to follow that path all the time. I mean, that's it's that that's his open door. Your wrong thinking. Mm-hmm. So once the Holy Spirit gives you the right thinking and you decide right then and there, no, I'm not going down that path of the enemy no more. I'm going on with the Lord, and you start doing that, and the Lord sees you doing that. He now will change your heart. You know, I just feel like I just got a word from the Lord for somebody that may be listening or will listen someday to this podcast. You know, you have to be prepared that when you go back to God, and you have to just go to Him with an open heart and believe that He is good and He loves you and yes. you're forgiven. However, you're going to come under attack after that. Mm-hmm. Yes, you will. And you, someone out there who's listening right now, you may be in that situation right now where you you have the enemy whispering in your God's not going to forgive you. You're not forgiven. You're still, you're still going to hell. Mm-mm. And you have to say no. Don't entertain it. Don't allow it to fester in your mind. Know that God is good. He loves you. You are his precious child. And do not give any place to those things as soon as you hear it you know where it's coming from that's right amen amen all right do we have anything else to say about this question today mom or we you think we've covered it well well i think we've covered it pretty good but right. you know misty you and i both know what it was like to be out there in the world oh yeah didn't know god and we know what it's like now to be with god in his kingdom. Oh, yeah. And we know, <laughs> if we'd have knew then what we know now, there wouldn't have been no hesitation. We would have came running to the altar. Oh, yeah. And I, I can't, I, it, it kind of grieves me a little bit. Of course, I know God is, can do great things. And he can redeem the and time. And he can re- recover that time Yes. But I think, my goodness, if I would have just realized and, and developed that relationship with God, come into a trust with God. That he was real and that he was truly there. Right. That I would, where, I, where would I be right now? I would be where God wanted me to be right now. Uh, my circumstances would probably be far better. But, you know, like I said, I have 100% faith that God can restore those lost years. It doesn't matter yes. if you're 30, 40, 50, in your 50s like me, or in your 80s, like mom. Well, the world you would have. You hear what I just said. Yes, I you? heard you. <laughs> the world would have you to believe your time's up when you hit retirement age. Oh, it's time to step aside. You're over. Done with. You know, yeah. you need to go back there and kick back now and just live the good life. But let me tell you, most people, when they retire, are not living the good life, or, or so they think at first it is, but then they realize, I don't have a purpose anymore. Well, if you don't have a purpose anymore, you're lost. 
Yeah. God gives you a purpose. Yes, he does. And it's a purpose that was designed from you for you from the moment that you were conceived. Yes, before we well, were even conceived. Yeah, well, he formed you in your mother's womb. It's just like he said, he counts every hair on our head. Certainly, if I take the time to count every hair on someone's head, I've got a, I've got a great purpose and design for that. And I don't know anyone that's always going to be with me to the end. No. No one. No. I God can... has to be first. Yes. Because he's the only one I trust to the end. Yes. I know that no matter what my situation... He'll never leave you. I mean, I trust, it, trust my husband, but I trust God more. Amen. I trust my mother, but I trust God more. Amen. You know? And I'm telling you, when that time comes and the Lord comes for his church, you cannot look back. Mm -mm. You just go right to God. Yes. All right. Amen. amen.